Hey there. I am so excited for today's episode because I am hosting my first guest. This is the first interview on Be Well with Steph, the podcast. So thanks for showing up today to tune in with us. I'm excited to interview my friend, Becky. Becky Boland is a nutrition coach who also helps female foodies ditch their diets and restrictive patterns and find more food freedom. She uses a lot of mindset strategies, including self-respect and listening to your body response, as well as some really cool stuff with gut health. Becky is on Instagram as foodie turned fit, and that's where we first connected, I think a few years ago, as just people who were interested in food and fitness. If you remember, if you've been around the block with me a little bit, my original Instagram handle was food fitness space, and she was foodie turned fit. So that was a natural fit for us, I think. And we've been like long lost best friends for the past couple years, going back to that friends in my phone idea. So recently, Becky and I have reconnected both now as nutrition coaches with similar mindsets. And we are super excited to chat with you today about healthy habits, how to build healthy habits in your life, how we've done a little bit of that ourselves. And we also have something really exciting to share with you at the end. So I hope you stick around. Here we go. Hey there. Welcome to Be Well with Steph, the podcast, the show for women who know that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal and who are ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a lot of coffee. I'm Steph Jenko, your holistic nutrition coach and your host, and I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a healthy lifestyle you love, a lifestyle that gives you the strength, energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. All right, I am here with my Insta friend, Becky, and we are going to be chatting about all things healthy habits today. So I hope you are ready. Becky, I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited and honored to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is exciting. Uh, We chatted on Zoom a few weeks ago and realized it was the first time we had actually talked to each other face to face because I feel like I've known you for so long. I know. I, you know, I say a lot that social media is a blessing and a curse and meeting you is definitely on the blessings side. It's just so cool to connect with people that I probably never would have met otherwise. I feel like we tell each other that we are soul sisters on the same page pretty frequently. So this is really cool. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's like one of the highlights of social media is the social component, right? Like actually getting to connect with new people that otherwise we would have not had a chance to meet. So thank you for deciding to be here with me today. Um, You're right. We connect on so many things. And one of those things that I think has been standing out is the way we talk about habits and the way we talk about mindset is very similar, even though our lifestyles are, are different. You know, we eat different diets. We have different routines. We have different families. But those like mindset and habit things are pretty solid across the board. So I'm excited to chat with you. Can you kind of introduce yourself to people? Tell them who you are, what you do, where you're from, that whole jam? Sure. So my name's Becky Boland. I am a, I call myself your friendly foodie nutritionist. I grew up in the restaurant world in New York. My family owns a small restaurant and bakery for the last 35 years. And I grew up working there and kind of seeing the passion, not necessarily the healthy side, but the passion side of food. Um, And so I've just kind of grown up absolutely loving that side of things. 
and I became a nutritionist later in life, just a couple of years ago, to be honest with you. But yeah, so now I, I call myself, like I said, your friendly foodie nutritionist. I coach women on their mindset surrounding food with the goal of ditching diet culture and finding food freedom through self-respect rather than restriction. So uh, I'm from New York, but I currently live in North Carolina with my husband and we have a very crazy active 15 month old son and two equally crazy dogs. <laughs> so life is busy. <laughs> yeah. He's so cute too. I find myself like checking in, you know, there are certain things that you open up social media and you kind of like check in. I'm like, I don't know what's Owen doing this morning because uh -huh. <laughs> he's adorable. Um, I don't know that I knew that restaurant history. I knew there was obviously a foodie history and I knew you were from New York, which is something we connected on before, but I didn't realize you had spent time in that area so much time. Yeah. My dad actually, he'll probably roll his eyes for me telling this story, but he's such a huge part of why I am where I am and why I do what I do. So he actually went to school for journalism and to put it lightly, didn't do so well. And so yeah. he was in school in Syracuse. And he ended up dropping out of Syracuse and going back to working at this deli that he had worked at, you know, all through high school as a kid. And he just loved it. And the boss is there. The boss that he had said, you know, you can go to school for this. And he said, what do you mean? Right. And his right. boss said, you can go to school for food, be a chef. And so he went to the Culinary Institute of America and opened up a restaurant with my godfather in 1980. Well, it was actually a bakery first in 1986 in our little teeny tiny small town. And then, you know, he kept getting requests for soups and salads and lunches. And so they just expanded and expanded every year until, you know, the restaurant is, I mean, I'm biased a little bit, but it is a small town. It's a <laughs> highlight in the town. You know, it's the only kind of fine dining restaurant that's there, a craft cocktail menu, and then an old fashioned from scratch bakery attached to it as well. So, oh my gosh, how fun. So that is so fun. fun. I started working there at 12 and wasn't allowed to like touch hot coffee or cut bagels with knives, but I could hand out muffins and, you know, work a cash register and it kind of just grew from there. Right. And I think that there is so much learned work ethic in that as well in having a family run business like that. I know that my uh, my dad's dad was an entrepreneur and had a series of small businesses. And my dad grew up with that kind of mindset as well of just hard work and being scrappy and figuring it out and coming up with some really awesome endeavors in the process, you know, and, and that shapes who you are so much. I love that. So and I'm sure we're similar in that seeing that and being around that kind of inspired us to do our own thing and build something of our own as well. Yeah, I totally agree. So how did you get to this point then? So you said um, your nutritionist journey has been a couple of years long and so has mine. I think we kind of shifted into that around the same time. What led you to make those changes? I think, and I think this is pretty common for a lot of people, but it came from my own personal need. I was severely, severely anxious after graduating college you know, your kind of little college bubble is burst and you're out in the real world by yourself for the first time. And um, I hated my job. I was miserable at work. My husband was, well, at the time, my boyfriend was working for a startup. So his hours were crazy long and I just felt really lonely and miserable. And my comfort based on my background, I'm sure you can guess has always been food. Right. So I ended up gaining a lot of weight. I was just really unhappy. And ultimately you know, I think a lot of people just come to that one moment and you look in the mirror and you say, enough is enough. I'm unhappy. I'm uncomfortable and I'm unhealthy. And, you know, there's so many things we can't control. And I knew that my health was something that I could take control back on. 
And so I got into fitness and starting to eat better. And then I just started to kind of realize that you can overlap. You can have the foodie side of things and that passion and that really amazing gourmet taste for food and still be healthy. And if weight loss is your goal, you can still lose weight. But over time, my goals shifted more from the aesthetic lose weight goals to just body function. And I wanted to feel better and think more clearly and sleep better and improve my mood. And you just you realize one day that it all starts with what you're putting into your body. And so I started doing some self-study and then got into some official certification programs to become a nutritionist, um, food as medicine, pediatric nutrition. I just wanted to kind of cover all those areas. And I just dove headfirst (laughs) into that process. I love that. I totally love that. And it's been similar to my journey, right? And I think, like you said, it's that moment of realizing that like, there is so much you can't control. So let's focus on what we can, Yeah, 100%. right? And what's within our realm of control, what I talk with my clients about is you can control your attitude and you can control uh, what you consume. Yeah. So and what you consume has to do with what we put into our bodies, but also what we put into our mind, what our community is like, you know, who we surround ourselves with and what we read. That's all that's all connected. That's what we're taking in every day. And we can't control what other people are giving us, but we can control how we respond to it. And we can control the actions we have put into place in our own lives. A hundred percent. And that, that mindset and that thought process is what initially drew me to want to follow you and connect with you on social media. Because so many times when you hear wellness, which let's be real, we hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. People are only focused on exercise and I'm not even going to use the term nutrition because people focus on dieting. And to me, that's not wellness. You know, wellness is like you said, everything you're consuming mentally, spiritually, physically, nutritionally, your exercise. I mean, it's, it's everything. And so I was so excited to connect with someone else who really not only understood that, but wanted to share that and teach that it's just so inspiring to see. Absolutely. And that's totally why I think that we reconnected is because we had connected a while ago. And I think it was more through fitness type things. You know, I think I had started following you because I was at the point where I was seeking to follow and consume healthy people to follow and consume some healthy lifestyle that I was working on creating myself. And so I was looking for people that were sharing that. And then over time realized how much our messages aligned. That idea that it isn't just It isn't just aesthetics. It isn't just the way that we look, right? And if someone has weight loss as a goal because it supports their health and because they know that a pattern of unhealthy habits has led their body to settle someplace that they're not comfortable with, then that's fine. But that's because it's habits that were either healthy and supporting our overall wellness or weren't, right? It's based off of habits. Absolutely, 100%. So what are your like, I wanna say, healthy, but I feel like that word is so, um, like we're saying, some people have different misconception or preconception about what healthy means. So when we talk about healthy, I want to say habits that support the healthy functioning of our body, maybe, and that habits that support our mindset and habits that make strong mental health and allow us to do other things in our day. That's what I would refer to as like healthy habits. So when I say that, What are some things that you do daily that you think support your overall well-being? Sure. And there are some things that will seem like common sense, but a lot of people don't actually implement these into their lives. And then there are some others that, you know, maybe are not necessarily unique, but new. 
to some listeners. So kind of the, the obvious quote unquote healthy habits that really support my lifestyle and progress that I've made are super, super simple. You'll notice the trend. Everything we talk about is these simple mm-hmm. habits, more water. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say more movement. And I don't necessarily mean, you know, you don't need to be spending hours working out. You don't need to be running miles and miles, but move your body a little bit more. And for me specifically in ways that increase my strength. So I really enjoy lifting weights. Again, even if it's like 15 or 20 minutes, that habit is so incredible and has really done a lot for me. More vegetables, more things that grow Mm -hmm. from the earth, more plants. And then as far as mindset, which, you know, I think it's really important to hone in on the mindset work because when we improve our mindset and our outlook, and we're really working on that side of things, other things start to kind of just fall into place and you're not even realizing that it's happening. So Mm -hmm. personal development is huge for me and it looks different depending on the day. So sometimes it's in the form of reading a book about creating healthy habits. A really good one of my, one of my favorites is called the slight edge. That's a really amazing Mm -hmm. uh, personal development book that talks about little teeny tiny things that add up to huge results over time. Sometimes it's in the form of affirmations. This one is really new for me. I used to kind of think they were a little too, you know, out there and I didn't see the benefit of them, but I'm noticing now more and more how much they can really set the tone for your day or help you wind down for the day. And they can really be whatever you want. I think that's the important thing is they can be related to a business goal. They could be related to health goals. They could be related to relationship, family goals. You're just kind of putting yourself in a position to give the feelings that you think you'll have when you achieve a goal. You're choosing to feel those feelings right now with an affirmation, and it can make such a huge difference in what you do for the rest of the day. And then the last one for me is sleep. (sighs) More rest or at least prioritizing sleep and rest. So those are kind of my biggest topics. Nothing earth shattering or anything like that, but I think that that's kind of the point, right? I totally agree. I love that you said that, like, it's not going to be groundbreaking. This is not rocket science we're talking about here. This is just really getting back to the basics. Yeah. This is just almost relearning at a different phase of our life how to take care of ourselves. And we think about the way that we would take care of a baby or take care of kids, right? When you're taking care of a baby, what do you prioritize? Are they eating the right way and at the right times, right? Are they responding well to what they eat? Is that agreeing with them? We work on sleep routine, right? And the way that you talk to a child matters. Those are the same things that we, we need to do with ourselves. Yeah. You know, the, the same way we treat ourselves. It is interesting you bring up affirmations. I had a similar experience because I think I'm, um, for being a creative, I'm also a lot of a realist. And it did feel very like, woo-woo to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how else to describe that. But it did feel like I'm not just going to sit here and tell myself positive sentences. And then I I was thinking about, the more I heard about this, thinking about my time that I spent in the classroom. And when I was teaching, I was a big proponent of positive reinforcement and positive self-talk. And the way that you talk to students, maybe before a test, and the way that you talk to them about the positive experience they're going to have truly impacts their performance. And I could accept that from a research standpoint. And I'm like, why am I not using this in my own life? And daily affirmations is something that I have started as well as a morning practice for really, um, we're coming up on it a year, I think. I, I looked back in my journal that I began in June last year and just 
writing statements in the morning, almost celebrating, like you said, celebrating things that hadn't even happened yet, right? So getting up and saying, writing down, I am healthy and strong. I am a supportive friend. My coaching makes an impact. Those types of sentences over and over, I'm writing the same thing for almost a year at this point, because that's me visualizing the type of person that I would want to be. And when I start the day with the type of person I want to be, it helps me to align my behaviors to that type of person. A hundred percent. And side note, that is the person that I see you as. So it's working. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thanks. You're sweet. <laughs> I, I hope so. I think, I think it helps us with how we want to present ourselves, right? How do we want to show up? And if I want to show up as the healthiest version of myself, I need to start talking to myself that way first thing in the morning. I think that's huge. And then that other stuff, of course, like prioritizing rest and prioritizing water are, are little things that I think we take for granted. Sometimes that can have such a big impact. It's so true. I mean, if I have a, a new client that I'm working with, a new coaching client, and they're just kind of getting started on their journey, the first question is, well, what do I have to stop doing? And I always say, well, nothing. I want you to add things into your life before you even consider removing something. So add more water, add more rest, add more movement. And for so many people, and of course, everyone is completely different and the path is a little bit different for each person. But for so many people, just adding in those things will already help them to see some progress and to start to feel better. And then that progress is super motivating to keep going. Well, what else can I do to feel better? What other healthy habits can I add? How else can I change my life by adding something rather than moving something away? And so that's kind of my philosophy. Uh, yes. And that's the taking control, right? Yes. It's taking control is saying, what can I actively do? And the definition of wellness that I always try to stick with is the idea that it's being in good health as an actively pursued goal. Wellness is good health as an actively pursued goal. So that puts the power back on us, right? Of like, what can we actively do to improve the way that we feel? And we talk a lot about morning things. Do you have bedtime things too, or, or later in the day habits and routines that you work on? I do. And so some of this is so silly, but it, like I said, it makes a huge difference and kind of primes your brain to go into rest mode and to be completely transparent. Cause I think a lot of times people hear, health coach or nutrition coach, and just assume that we like have our life together hundred percent in terms of <laughs> wellness. And that's not always the case. There's always room for improvement. So a nighttime routine is something that I'm actively working on getting better with. Um, the biggest thing is unplugging. <laughs> it's super hard as an entrepreneur and as someone who runs their business on social media, I'm sure you can actually, I know you and I have discussed this before, set some stopping hours. And then, you know, mm -hmm. there's no more social media. There's no more ideally screen time. It's a process, <laughs> a skincare routine. I'm so embarrassed to say that I'm yes. 32 years old and I'm just starting a skincare routine. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, relate to that. I also feel like I found in the last year that I cared about this. And maybe it's because I was like in quarantine for a little while. And I'm like, hmm, I've got some time to kill tonight. I guess I'll wash my face better. And it just unfolded into this ritual that I love. Like I set aside 10 minutes at night to take care of my face and it just makes me feel fresh. And I, I don't know. I love you it. feel like a rock star. I love it. So, <laughs> so funny. And I'm trying to do some PM affirmations as well. And in the morning, I like to focus on setting a tone for the day, right? So a lot of times I'm talking about the impact that my business will have and how many women I will help. 
and it's really focused on impact. And at night, I like to focus on self-love. So it sounds so silly. And I'll be honest, sometimes I still feel absolutely ridiculous doing this, but you know, either saying things out loud in front of the mirror, or if you're not comfortable doing that, even just thinking them or writing them down, but choosing three to five things to say about your body that are really, really positive or that you love because we are so, it's almost ingrained in us to find things to dislike about our body and find things that we want to fix. And so that can really kind of spiral negatively into the actions that we take. And so I like to go to bed thinking really positively and grateful about my body. And I don't just mean what it looks like. I actually don't mean what it looks like at all. I mean what it does for me. Nothing works harder than your body 24-7, even when you're sleeping. And I think just expressing real true gratitude for that is really, really impactful. So that is a new routine for me that has been, just feels so good. You, you go to bed just feeling lighter. I love that. I don't think that that's something that enough people are talking about that part. I think we hear it a lot at the beginning of the day, and I don't think we hear a lot about it at the end of the day. The, the moments where we can pause and maybe be grateful for, for what we have experienced, or if it's been crappy, grateful for what we've learned during that time, right? Like what has today shown me? And also the idea that in health and wellness, we talk a lot about self-improvement. And I think sometimes that can leave the impression that I'm not good enough now. 100%. That I need to improve to be better, right? And kind of that pause to say, I am perfectly whole and perfectly worthy of my life just as it is. Just because I'm working on it doesn't mean I can't love where I'm at too. Yeah. And I feel like loving where you're at and expressing gratitude for who you are and what you are and what you do is personal growth. And that is development. That's propelling you so far forward because it's just not, you just don't see it that often. And so it's almost like, yes, you want to be healthier. You want to improve something. I'm sure we can always find something that we want to be better or to do better, but loving where you're at and loving the process of getting to whatever that destination is, is such a huge aspect of personal growth. And for lack of a better word, maturity. I feel like we often are way more respectful of other people than we are of ourselves. And I think that that's something that we should work on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And enjoy, I like that you said, enjoying the process, like enjoying the journey. It's not like we're at point A and we are hustling to get to point B. It's more like we're at point A and our life is, unfolding to point B and C. And we just want to care for ourselves and care for each other along the way. Yeah. I think that's it. And I think that our rituals, I mean, that's why we call so much of this a practice, right? Like we call it a gratitude practice or an affirmation practice or a yoga practice, or there's a reason that those things have that word. And I think maybe we could call it like my nutrition practice, right? My, my sleep practice. Because it, it takes away the idea that there's a right way and a wrong way to do it, that you have to be good at it the first time. It's just, this is me learning and growing and I'm going to practice it more every day. I love that. I think I'm going to have to start using that phrase. Call everything a practice. It's perfect. I've actually never said that well, before. It's, cool. it's just, you you inspired me <laughs> through. Yeah, I love this. I love this. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, right here because, uh, okay, <laughs> love it. 
Yeah. So it's the little stuff, right? It's the little stuff that we put into practice that we work on adding up every day. Like you said, adding things in as we go to um, improve the way that we feel. And that's something exciting that we have to share with people today. Becky and I have been putting together for you guys a habit stacking challenge. The habit stacking challenge that's going to run in June, the first full week of June. So the 7th to the 11th. And Becky, you want to like share some details about this with the peeps? Sure. So, I mean, without spilling what the, <laughs> what the habits are and the challenge, our goal here is to just help you realize little things that you can add to things you're already doing in the day that will help you to feel better, feel more energized and work on improving and, and, and help you with your nutrition and health practice. There you go. Your wellness practice. So that's pretty much it. It's going to be five emails right to your inbox. It's a totally free challenge. Each day will be another teeny tiny habit that you can stack on top of something that you're most likely already doing. And then it's up to you if you'd like to throughout the week, continuously stack those habits. And by the end of the week, you're doing all five of them. Or, you know, we kind of touched on this, this wellness practice is really unique for everybody. And so you can choose what resonates with you the most, what feels the best for you. And there's no hard and fast rules when it comes to your health. So our goal is to kind of just show you little things that you can do that you probably won't even notice that you're doing right away, but long-term you're going to feel the difference. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. Because I think that's exactly it. It's just taking it almost back to the basics and working together through adding in step-by-step little things that just make us feel better, that give us more energy, that improve maybe the way your body performs a little bit through the day, that help you to do the activities that you have, the work you have, to care for your family, to learn the way you want to. So just little one thing a day, little things stacking on top of each other that when you look back will... I hope help you feel like you have put some laid some groundwork for your own wellness and health practices. Yeah, and and one little hint I'll give you without giving anything away is that the habits vary, right? So they're not all nutrition focused, they're not all fitness focused cuz like we said, your wellness is more than those two things. So you will see some things about nutrition, you'll see some things about physical fitness, you'll also see some things that are about your mental and spiritual health and you're just going to be able to kind of touch on every aspect of your wellness, which is going to be really helpful because they all connect together and and are important for each other. Yep, absolutely. And that's why I talk so much about holistic health, right? Everything is connected. Everything works together. And we're using the hashtag for this. My habits make me stronger. I love the hashtag so much. Full credit for the hashtag. She came up with it. It was her, the first idea she sent me and I was like, oh, nailed it. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That is when the entrepreneurial brain will not shut off at 11 p.m. And you're like, wait, I have the hashtag. Love it. So hashtag my habits make me stronger. It's a habit stacking challenge. Again, it's going to be five days dripped into your inbox and you'll get a friendly little video message from us and what the challenge task is for the day. And you can connect with us on social media with the hashtag. So um, Becky, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Sure. So most easily, you can find me on Instagram. I spend probably too much time there. That's something I should work on a little bit. <laughs> but I'm at foodie turned fit on Instagram. And um, my email, this is kind of embarrassing because I haven't changed my email to my married name. My email is coachbeckymckinney at gmail.com. 
Awesome. Perfect. And I'll link that stuff in the show notes for folks, as well as the link to sign up for the habit stacking challenge. Okay. Perfect. I'm so excited to do this with you, Steph. Thank you so much for having me and chatting with me. It's always like talking to an old friend. So this is awesome. Yeah, it really is. I'm so grateful for you for being um, my first podcast guest too. This is really special for me. So thank you for being here. I'm so honored. No one can see me, but I'm doing, you know, heart hands. I'm very excited. I'm very honored. Oh, I love it. Thank you so, so much. Thanks, Steph. Ah, how fun was that? Thank you so much to Becky. I'm so grateful for your being here with us on Be Well With Stuff, the podcast. Make sure you go over to Instagram and follow her at Foodie Turned Fit. And definitely check out the link in the show notes to our Habit Stacking Challenge, again, beginning June 7th, running five days of healthy habits. And you can go on social and use the hashtag MyHabitsMakeMeStronger to join in our community there. Can't wait to see all of the healthy habits that you start building in your life with us. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well With Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Stuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. Be well.